0: Good evening, friends, and welcome back to The Front Porch. My name is Dennis Rogers, and I am joined by Michael Daniels. How's it going, Mike? How is your alternate Monday?
1: Uh, confusing. It's so, mm-hmm. so uh, mm-hmm. interesting. I, I'm confusing because uh, people who listened to last week's know that I I moved, so I'm in L.A. now at the L.A. studio. Yeah. Not not really, but, you know, still in the Bloomington area. Anyway, it's... Anyone who moves knows it just takes forever to, one, acclimate to the surroundings, and two, to find everything you have in all the boxes that you have. So, Did I make are, the,
0: the comparison? I didn't make this comparison. I heard it probably Merlin Man or somebody said it. But um, about moving with whatever that scientific, um, I don't know if it's a law or a theorem or whatever it's basically how half-life works um not the not the game like radioactive half-life uh where if two objects want to meet like come together at the same point and you and you have like cut in half the distance between them they'll never meet because that half halving gets uh infinitesimally small okay I'm not explaining this well, but uh, I heard <laughs> I heard that applied to moving recently, where like oh, okay. you pack up half your stuff and you're like, okay, sweet, there's half of it, and then you pack up half of your stuff again, half of what's left, <laughs> and then you pack up half of that, and it's like you you never get everything because there's always like half, like it just keeps uh, uh, appearing, and it's it's uh, obviously yes. it's a little bit of a an exaggeration. I know for me, every time that I have done it, which I'm only one person, so I never have to deal with like other people's stuff or feelings. That's not true. I do have to deal with other people's feelings. (laughs) Just not other people moving. I have to deal with the feelings of people helping me or something of that nature. But you get the like you can't pack everything because you need stuff to live. Right? So you pack up most of it and you're like Okay, here we go. Or you start out with a grand plan. You're like, I'm going to I'm gonna purge so much stuff. <laughs> and then eventually you get to a point where keeping stuff is much less time and effort than getting rid of it. Unless you're just going to throw it in the dump, sure. which is always kind of a mix. You know, you have mixed feelings about it. You're like, maybe this is valuable. Yeah. Maybe I don't want to contribute to the abundant landfills on the planet or whatever. <laughs> and so you're like... I'll just put it in a box, but then you start out like so. That's part of it. And the other part of it is um, everything's going to be really well organized. I'm going to get at least this is what I did: get clear plastic storage totes so that I can see what's inside. It's relatively waterproof and and uh, pest proof, mouse and insect mm-hmm, proof. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you get uh, one of those systems with the the stickers and the apps and the QR codes. That's what I did with my board games. Oh, so I can.
1: That'd be smart. If yeah.
0: I if I look up a game, I know which tote it's in, even though the totes are are clear.
1: That's that's a lot. I'm thinking
0: I, I only did that with board games. Everything else, I was like, I can't. Uh, plus, I was moving into a yeah. camper, so I was like, I want to just like a lot of people when they move into a camper, they just sell everything. I have a storage unit because I wasn't sure how well I would like living in a camper, but um, right. And then eventually you end up with like, the categories of thing, right? Like, I, have here, here, this is a toad of just clothes. This is a toad of just records. This is a toad of just board games. Um, eventually, mm-hmm. you don't have enough stuff of that like you've got one board game left. It doesn't fit in any of the board game boxes, and you can't, you know, you can't put a whole box with one board game, in the in the right. truck or storage unit or whatever. And so some other stuff goes in there, and then yep. you, every time you move, you have at least one of those. It's the packing equivalent of a junk drawer. And so, <laughs> because I've moved I, I have I have I have two times, of those. <laughs> yeah, I have I have a couple boxes as well that are uh,
1: miscellaneous, right? Like, right. Uh, okay. We yeah. we um, I th- those miscellaneous things are, are the worst. I think those are the worst sure. in, in my opinion because I. I know, you know, I do do that pack and give away and, and, and try not to throw away, but, you know, donate or whatever. And yeah. we, ours is a little bit different because it's been a very long move due to that we're building. Sure. So we, we had a time where, where Shell moved her stuff into storage and we've kind of had that you know her pair that stuff down. And then I, I did a phase of... Um, getting rid of everything that I could mm-hmm. before she moved in, right, so that I had enough space for two extra people to move in mm-hmm. um and then during that time, I was also packing so it was a long time packing and moving things in the garage and wanting to sell the house and get it sell ready so it 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 was um also paring down again like i you said that that cut in half thing I cut in half the first time, then I cut in half again the second time, and honestly. I don't actually myself have a whole lot. Um, I have a, a closet in the master bedroom now, or as it's called, the primary bedroom. Um, right, right. shelly has got this huge walk-in closet type thing, which yeah. you know she's already filled up with stuff. And I just have—it's a pretty decent size closet. You can definitely walk into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that I've I've filled up, and but honestly, you know, half of it's filled up with my comic book boxes <laughs> that I have. Um, and then I have my game room, which has its own closet and stuff. And now the game room does have a lot of stuff in it. And that's that's where the majority of my stuff went. Sure. But honestly, I don't, I didn't have hardly anything else. I had TV that came over because, again, I purged most stuff. Um, we got rid of, like, huge amount of couches and, and chairs and beds and things like that because we're going to buy a lot of that stuff new. Yeah. Uh, you just do it over time. Yeah. So I, I I honestly didn't have a whole lot of stuff. Um, but it, it is all my stuff packed up into boxes. So like you said, knowing where all my games are and which games, and, and I have this thing about, you know, putting them on shelves a certain way so that I can, they're all in this kind of in an order of play order that you want to get at them. And, Mm, you know, the shelves are created. It's just, it's just, you know, these, if you're going to have collections, I always say, like, if you're going to collect things, I don't necessarily collect board games, but I have a lot. Um, then it they should be easy to get at, right? Sure. If if you're if you're just collecting things and then they're just in a pile or hidden or you can't get to them, whatever, then you're hoarding, right? Mm-hmm. Um, sure, yeah. It, it, then there's that's just not a, a real thing you should do. Um, so um, I, I don't know where it's going with this, but, they, but it's I'm getting there. I've got games unlocked. I've got the the, the desk, which my desk is destroyed and I'm going to have to buy a new one <laughs> got destroyed way by movers mm. um, and but I've got the as of like just the other day just yesterday I got the computer set up I was texting you that I don't ha- didn't have a mouse for the longest time couldn't find any of my mouse yeah that correct yeah um yeah it was just like oh my god I can't even do anything I was you know you have a lot of appreciation for people who you need web accessibility to use the keyboard to, to do anything mm. um so as I was trying to get get connect stuff and I and it's kind of you know, the things you you rely on modern stuff and sometimes it falls through. Like if I was missing something and I just, you know, Amazon it real quick, I open my phone up, you know, get a water pressure gauge or a hose or something like that that I need and mm-hmm. then put it on Amazon. It's there in a day or two, right? Yeah. Um, but because I move and it's a new new construction, here's been our biggest problem. It's not on Google yet. Oh. So it, it, the things when you change your addresses online with companies now, it searches like Google or Apple Maps or something it just searches the the database for an actual address and if you doesn't right. if it's not in that database, it says we can't change your address it's not a real one yeah there's uh, the, so the,
0: the the postal service has an API like that that is that is sometimes called to do like what you typed is really close to this Is this what you meant and usually it's just the the four
1: the plus four postcode zip code yeah but yeah 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 and, okay. and and this is this is uh um it like it checks credit cards now check billing addresses and zip codes and stuff so my credit cards couldn't get changed so mm-hmm. my it wouldn't let my change it wouldn't let me store stuff on amazon because amazon has a different billing address than my credit card has addresses it just was a whole lot of a nightmare yeah it's I, been it's been a, i recently yeah, changed a great. bunch
0: of that stuff myself because my parents finally sold their farm up north um, yeah, which was my sort of permanent address. I mean, I lived there for almost five years. And so when I went on the road, I was like, I'll just use this. I changed some stuff um, to the Bedford address uh, before I hit the road. But all my credit cards and stuff, were my bank stuff, was all still at the old address. I was like, okay, well, let me get on Postal Service and set up forwarding and then start logging into services and change. I mostly just did my credit cards and bank account. Like everything else is pretty well. And Amazon. Everything else is pretty, yeah. uh, you know, they don't really need, you know, Netflix doesn't need my billing address or my, my. <laughs> well, they have my credit card information and they bill that way. So, uh,
1: yeah. The, the, credit, the credit cards have been the hardest. It, it'll happen. we've done, all, I've done all the things like applying to the, you can go to like Apple Maps and Google Maps and the, and all the API stuff that you can and submit submit stuff for sure. your address to be added, you know. So right. it just it just takes time. It's it's okay. I'm I'm you know, I could go the high anxiety route and, and the frustration route and and that's that's a totally valid thing to do, but I don't know, I've I've given up a whole lot of stuff, at, you know, just given it up and just realized that things will happen as they happen. I'll get to things as they go, you know, one day at a time where they say one step forward is all you can do. Um, and I'm okay with that. So it's been okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm okay. I'm all right with it. <laughs> um, so, so that's good. The, um, oh, what else we got here? So, but, but the computer's up. That's nice. You know, mm-hmm. we're, we're recording today, which, which may be happier. Last week's recording was, uh, uh, late cause of, cause of myself. So if people were trying to find it, um, The whole moving thing has caused an issue, but we got to, um, I got to watch movies and things I did. That's one of the things I know I had movies to watch for the show and, and things that I want to watch so we can talk about them. So I had to hook up, I hooked up the TV. That was one of the things, make sure I had to hook up the TV Mm. and get the networking happening. The networking was hairy, but still fun to do in my house. I'm getting literally gigabit internet right now, which is amazing.
0: I saw you doing all your, uh, your tests. other
1: day yeah i was pretty pretty happy with that it's not it's not perfect yet but step one was getting this computer set up to gigabit to the to the desktop and that's what i've got so it's it's nice to be able to record and upload to our our servers all at the same time and not have problems Mm, right (laughs) um but yeah that that's so moving's happened it's good Uh, we're our my biggest um thing that i that the only thing left that i really am having miniature anxiety about besides selling my current house or my old house is uh grass like they've they've they sodded the front and they've got hay and seed in our huge backyard and side yard and it's just watering it's like a second job you get home from my first job and i'm like time to start the second job I'm watering the, the lawn it's it's a uh, terrible thing because it's like a waste of water yeah it's, um, it's, that's not great I but, but yeah, it, I, it, because it's a new new subdivision, it just stays dirt balls. Right, otherwise, right? There's no, there's never like even weeds wouldn't grow. Um, yeah, because of what they what so they
0: do. There, are, I think there are alternatives, and I think if I had a permanent house, like I owned that house, but I intended to sell it, so all I ever did was was mow the grass and a couple times pull all the uh, the the big saplings from the flower beds and and try to try to keep the poison ivy at bay um, <laughs> yeah that is fortunately i'm not sensitive to poison ivy though several of my family members are very sensitive to it
1: um uh you you, you might want to be careful with that i i was not until like three years ago and then i discovered I, that i remember i've ta- gained that in my yeah, older age <laughs> i
0: remember i remember having this conversation before i think um yeah. I mean I still was not careless about it like I still wore mm-hmm. you know long sleeves long pants gloves and then also did it like in the when it was still cold when stuff was still mostly dormant um right but you know I I didn't I think if I had a permanent place like that I would try to do something better than grass because from all accounts grass is pretty terrible I mean we are in the midwest where there's um you know, kind of an abundance of moisture. We're not, you know, pumping water out of Hetch Hetchy Valley to water our lawns or anything like that. But no, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, um,
1: what, 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 yeah. what is that? I, I'm curious now that you've said it, what, what is I'm using air quotes better than grass? Not, not that it matters. i, I or it's a big thing, but I'm, I'm curious. Like what, what is the alternative to grass lawns?
0: I don't really know. I haven't, I haven't researched it. I think it's, it's something that is more, um, Habitat for things like bees and birds and stuff that hmm. that our ecosystem needs and and also just not uh, you know dumping fresh
1: drinking water on the grass um, sure 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 yeah the the uh yeah that's why i'm 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 wanting it to just start growing so I can stop so you doing can that. just leave it yeah yeah, so I can just let it go i I will say my last house had uh all the the bees and the bunnies um i, I, I my lawn was good enough for them <laughs> i guess it was just sure. full of clovers it was a clover world yeah yeah um which is which is great right. uh yeah so anyway it's 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 nice it's nice house i got to watch the like i said i got to watch uh um some shows this week on it which was mm-hmm. a nice new environment type thing mm-hmm. it's you know it's, it's just new it's like uh, my the first week I was here I remember it was the weekend and I was laying and we've got a large um uh, master bedroom um and and I was laying there looking at this it's too big for what we've got right we just before my my uh dresser was basically a foot away from or 2 feet away from my foot of the bed it was right. everything right. was so packed in there now it's so much bigger and I was thinking like it feels like I'm staying at a hotel like when i was watching when i was watching the tv and the movies and stuff i was like this is nice but it's kind of like when you watch a movie in your hotel room it's kind of just a different place yeah you know um so um, i haven't gotten past that part of it yet so i got to watch harley quinn uh Hmm. this week that way and watch some archer which was nice um have you watched any of the harley quinn stuff yet at all this season um i watched i want to say like four episodes Oh, I think we're probably around the same bit then. I, I think I watched three or four. Yeah. Um, it, it's it's okay. I mean, I, I like Harley and Ivy, but it feels like that's their big focus they're trying to do. And then give everybody relationship advice, which is like, that doesn't, that's not yeah. what. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, weird. the it feels out of place.
0: The finale of season two was a big, big splash, right? A big reveal where you, you almost were like, this could be done right the show could be over yeah at that
1: point right yeah 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 and i
0: liked i liked the first episode like it had a lot of you know it was a little spicy and there was some good you know kind of drama there and then from the second episode on it just got less interesting to me i don't know yeah necessarily what that that was maybe just the energy of the first episode doesn't doesn't carry over it just becomes a lot of a lot of angst, a lot of pathos. And I'm like, this is, I'm not into this.
1: Well, it, yeah. And it, it had, it has, um, the, it, the characters are out of character. It feels like, mm. like Harley, Harley, the number one, the main character is, is like basically chaos agent, right? She's just constantly seat of her pants type do whatever. And she's a leader because of that. It's like, granted, she leads her gang and all that, right? But she just makes decisions and just goes right. And Ivy has always been kind of the steady hand, sort of, on yeah. the wheel, mm-hmm. right? Um, and and then, but also the backup, right? Like if things go wrong, Ivy's the one that is super powerful and can save everybody. Yeah, I mean themselves.
0: that's her. You know, I I can't speak to the comics, but in this series, this animated series, she's the, um, you know, the muscle, the trump card. Like when Harley and the gang get themselves into trouble, Ivy bails them out because she's the only, like, true super powered um, right. member of the
1: of thing, the, of person, the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, and so now in this season, you've got a, a different thing happening where, you know, Ivy is, she's being pushed into the leadership role, which feels weird. Like, Harley's kind of not. I mean, it's trying to do this like couple supportive thing, but really, it's just pushing again, pushing everybody out. And Ivy's not meant for that. And then Harley wants to like support Ivy, but she's making her like make the choices because she wants equal. Like, it just feels like they're the show is changing, right? Mm-hmm. It's a changed shit now, and not necessarily in a good way. It's just in a, or a bad way. It's just not the same thing. It was about this crazy gang that was just you know, crazy. And now it's about, now it's about how do two people who love each other work together? Which is like, that's, that's not what, <laughs> what made this show great. You know, it sure. just really wasn't. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. I, I've only watched so far. Hopefully they'll, they'll move past that and stop. I mean, I had a problem with the comic book. I read the comic book for a long time and they, they did too much of that with Harley and Ivy and they got so tangled up in Harley and Ivy and then break up and not break up and then come back together. And then, you know, it was just like I didn't want a relationship thing. I like the extra relationship thing on the side as a side story, as a um, color and flavor to the thing. Just not the center yeah, point of it. Yeah, I think
0: we talked about this at season two. Um, I did not know that the relationship between Harley and Ivy was canonical. I assumed that was oh, yeah. just fan fiction because I'm like, of course, you've got two sexy Batman villains like of course it makes perfect sense and then you think about it for two minutes and you're like okay a former uh psychiatrist or psychologist one of the two um who's basically insane with uh um what Stockholm Syndrome or something with the Joker sure with the Joker and then uh Poison Ivy who is what, sociopath? Psychopath, like So sociopath, I'd say sociopath like has no has no interest in people at all. And you're like, that's a real volatile combination of um I don't want to say mental illnesses, but at the <laughs> at the very least, like strong disorders, shall we say. Sure. And I'm and I'm sure no, that, I'm, that's that's probably not appropriate to say either, but um, yeah, like it, it seems like something that would make very steamy fan fiction, not something that would make good canonical quote unquote mainstream storytelling. Yeah. I mean, maybe which, I'm, which works, maybe I'm wrong no, about it that. It's yeah, not necessarily bad, but something, let me put it this way, um, it sounds like something that is difficult to write. Sure. And... I, I mean, the the Harley Quinn series, the first two seasons, did a lot of... Had a lot of really good writing. Really smart jokes, funny quips, meta without being, you know, too uh, uh, on the nose. But...
1: Yeah. That's a real, like, you know... I wouldn't. I don't know. And it's just it's just need, needless is the point is sure, the thing. Like yeah. it, they, they don't they don't they didn't, they don't need to do that. You know. I think how how does this being politically correct? It's trying. It's they became kind of a poster poster child, I guess, for a movement. You know, like the the, the the having the two female characters be in a relationship, two high profile villains become and and everybody liked it. Like you said, two sexy Batman villains. And then they just like jumped into that as the thing instead of like it's, you don't need to. You, you don't need to like make that your center when what you've got is a fine center. It's all, it's all fine right now. Like the show was great. You know, it was it don't, don't mess up a good thing type thing. Right. Um, but, and they've not done that yet. We're not there yet. But the first three to four episodes definitely are a shift from what they are. And when they bring like Gordon comes back on the screen, it reminds me of what the show was before. Cause it was all like step crazy stuff with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and now they're, they're not. And I like, oh that's, it's just, it's just weird. So it's not like it's a huge down thing. Stop watching Harley. It's not a big deal. It's just a different kind of show. Um, and, and it, some of it's really great. People can say like, uh, there's a, did you see the episode where they have, um, they have to eat dinner with kite man and his date uh
0: in this season
1: yeah i don't think i've seen kite man show up yet okay yeah so at one point they have to have they they address kite man right cuz kite sure. man was pamela's um fiance and she stole him et cetera, et cetera. and you know it just it just does this whole um this is how things should really be handled and you know and um, it's kind of it just has a moral of the story for every episode, mm. you know, like oh, if you truly love somebody, or you know, it's okay to care, and it's okay. It's, it's just a whole bunch of this touchy feely, which is nice. It's all nice, and you're like everybody's good and happy and grown ups and positive. I'm like, shouldn't Harley be like, you know, flying off the top of a, a building trying to blow up Gotham? And all that's what's fun, right? right. <laughs> she, she had a whole highway named after her and was driving with a guy that was a transformer person that that's the kind of show this is that was the weirdest a, episode
0: yeah. of the entire show <laughs>
1: it, it's that's what made it great it was this that show
0: is so, absolute, so weird. absolutely not one that you start somebody off, and obviously it's deep in the series when they do that but even then i was right. like what
1: is this this is this has jumped the shark <laughs> <laughs> it just messed itself up i'm with you there um, no, it, it, uh, it it's still it's still a fine show. Like I said I don't, don't want to be. I, don't, I feel like I'm bagging on it, which I am, uh, but I don't mean mean to. It's it's fine. Uh, I wish I could talk about Archer, but Archer is like 20 years old, and I'm just now <laughs> getting into it. So that sounds um, great I, I I it is so great. It is just so great, and it is like completely. It's chaos too. It's it's very Harley Quinn ish That's why. I you know one brings the the mind another the there's uh is it Cheryl is that her name Cheryl yep. character on yep. there uh, sh- she is she is like every word that she says on the screen doesn 't have anything to do with anything it ever anything is just said to her it just cuts to her, and she just says a random thing mm-hmm. that just cracks me up every single time i'm like nice. writing her has got to be just absolutely amazing because you 're just like someone. Says a thing. Okay, cut to Cheryl, and she just says a weird line, right? In right? the writers' room, they're just like, "Say a line," and, and then they cut away. Um, and that's the kind of that's the that's the whole show of that thing is just so so much chaos. Um, and in one episode, I that I loved, I watched the season end of season six. Archer has a baby. I guess is the thing to say. Okay. We we, and we baby. They, they do like, yeah, right. And they have um, that. And so that's where I'm at in the series. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but the thing I loved it so much is that the show is just complete and utter nonsense all the time, ridiculousness, and then does a thing like Archer just stares at the at the screen for <laughs> like thirty seconds straight <laughs> yeah. as he it all dawns on him that he's he's like a dad right, um, and and that was just so perfect. It was like watching this complete nonsense chaos character realizing that life is different (laughs) i was like i love i love this show so anyway i I do i do love it a whole lot it's it's really fun um and for six seasons it's still did i tell you i was uh, ridiculous i was dr krieger for halloween one year oh i don't think you did that's fine that's great great krieger's hilarious he just had like speaking of characters that made or something like that
0: just say random stuff and he's also like that yeah the longer the show gets goes on the more we like they start doing those theme seasons you might not be that far yet um okay but it starts to really not go off the rails but you're like what's going on and then they completely rebrand after um after the real isis was in the news Right. Because that's the name, oh, I'm waiting for that. I'm waiting for that's that. That's the yeah. name of their spy organization is ISIS. I don't yeah. remember what it stands for, um, but they're like right. they're like an independent spy agency. Um, right. And yeah, they they rebrand it eventually. They don't really address it in the story, like something else happened oh, in the story sad. to make them, I was waiting
1: for like super jokes for them to start saying about it, but it probably was inappropriate when it happened. Right. Right. That's, to make, I, to make
0: jokes, I yeah. think that's the, that's the idea.
1: Well, they, the, uh, they just like for one season, you said like go off the rails. It felt like they were going off the rails. They, they were no longer a spy agency. Then they're trying to sell cocaine. They're trying to sell drugs. And, e- and I was like, I think the show is, is going insane. One? Is everywhere. that the one where they where they make Carol a, a country singer? And a country singer? Yes, <laughs> yeah. that that's the season. I mean, she comes out of a box again she's random. They she snuck on to this mission in a box with Pam. Yeah. And then they're like, "Why did you sneak on? and she comes out of the box and she's in a like Midwestern outfit and she's singing country music yeah, country, and she happens to be the Western. dictator's favorite country singer. And you're like, what, mm-hmm. what is happening <laughs> on this show? Yeah. I don't even, I can't even, it's the best part is I can't even ke- keep up with it. Sometimes it's like yeah. shot to shot yeah. is, is so uh, just toxic, terrific. which I, you know, that in a show like family guy or, you know, uh, McFarl- Any of the McFarlane stuff. I always um, wonder, I'd love to just sit and watch the, the writer's rooms. Like nothing's rejected. They yeah. just, they just, you know, put it all out and go. Yeah, it's like um, what
0: what can we do? As long as it's funny, and we can we can make it fit. And then sometimes just random. I mean, I remember watching the first season when um, our buddy Zon showed me this show, and they go on the. He's like a Russian arms dealer or something. They go on his boat, and he makes him a drink, and it's like. The, hands him a glass with ice, and it's not... Something's weird about it. And and the guy goes, Oh, sorry, is ice from cooler? From some re- For some reason, has butter all over it. And I'm like, what... <laughs> what is... What joke is that? Why is there butter in the cooler? <laughs> like, maybe you had all... And the butter came loose or something. Like, or maybe that's a joke I just don't get. But I'm like, that's hilarious. It's
1: stupid and random, but hilarious. I, I agree. 100%. Like, you just... You know, what, what does that even mean? You don't even know. It's just funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah that, stuff like that. And the, um, there was one episode of speaking of family guy where they crossed over with the Simpsons. Mm. Um, and, and one, one, because I, I like that idea. I'm always thinking about that writer's room thing where they're always just like bouncing a, a, off ideas and, and it feels like family Guy is just like that straight stream of consciousness with that. Right. Um, and w- there's one, because I'm aware of that all the time and I, and it entertains me. There's a, a a line in that Simpsons crossover where Homer says says something like I went to work one day or something and then it pauses and everybody's just sitting there and um the the I can't think of, the dad from Family Guy Peter. looks at the screen yeah Peter and he's like oh you're not going to go into a bit about that you're not going you to cut away yeah you're not going to cut away and go into a whole bit they and Homer's like no what what do you mean He's like, oh, okay, and they just go on. I was like, oh yeah, this is yeah. When it's great when a show's been going on so
0: long, they start doing meta jokes. Yeah, um, which was and, which was and fantastic. Archer starts that pretty early when it's like, well, are we not doing phrasing anymore?
1: Phrasing that they did that for like a whole season. Yeah, yeah, which which was great. Um, so yeah, I it's real dumb. Those are three chaos shows that I really I really really enjoy. Mm. Um, you know that. Are just just fun t- to watch. Yeah. Um, cool. So let's go. Since we didn't get to do um, last week, let's talk about our movie of the week real quick. What do you say? You don't want to. You don't want to talk about the Orville since you were on Seth MacFarlane already. Oh, oh no. Well, okay. Let's come back to Orville. Okay. We'll come back to Orville. All
0: right. This week or last week for me, we watched. Harlem Knights from 1998, starring Eddie Murphy, most most uh, predominantly also Richard Pryor, Red Fox, Aiello, uh Yellow, uh, Reese. Lots of people. A lot
1: of people. Re, uh, yeah, you said Red Fox already. Yeah. Yeah. Arsenio um, Hall. <laughs> Arsenio Hall. Yeah, it's just every um, African American person in the. 80s and 90s was in that sh- in that show. There was of any influence, I'd say. Yeah, they didn't. Um, uh,
0: somehow, nobody gave uh, Cosby a call. Maybe he was busy <laughs> that's, mixing that's some true. very
1: strong drinks. That's what it, that's what it was that's, happening with that's him. That's inappropriate.
0: I'm, I apologize for that joke. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, um. Go ahead. But yeah, you know, you think about it, yeah, Cosby wasn't wasn't in that one. Um. Yeah, I I had not seen this in a while. I. I, I still like it. It's a, it's one of those ones that are on. It's on um, Rotten Tomatoes as like twenty eighty, like twenty. You know sure. the the sure. critics thought twenty. This was a weird one because the critics thought twenty percent and the audience thought it was eighty percent. Like uh, I expected it to be the other way around. Um, but it, it it's got it's not as the thing I think I liked the most about, about it for myself was back then and now is that they play against type. Like you expect Richard Pryor to be joking the whole time and Eddie Murphy to be joking the whole time. Sure. Um, and it's definitely got all those kind of jokes and some of them really dumb jokes throughout the whole, whole thing, but it's not necessarily just those guys, you know, cracking it up the whole time. It's not, Uh, it's not a comedy
0: though. You do get plenty of, uh, the classic Eddie Murphy laugh.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah. That's, that's good. Um, like the the, the shooting of the Pinky Toe type that whole scene, like right. That's a that, that's a that's a scene and then uh Red Fox with his big glasses. So there's there's definitely comedy yeah, there's, through the whole there thing. There are but...
0: funny things in it, but it's not it's not a comedy. And so I can see I mean, when you're talking about Rotten Tomato scores for a movie this old, like who knows? Oh, yeah. Like oh, yeah. are the critics who scores knows? Who knows? things that they aggregated from the eighties? Or are they, like, newer things where people look back on it now and are like, yeah, this was trying to do a thing, but if you want to watch, you know, a a culturally insensitive insensitive comedy, maybe go watch Blazing Saddles or something. Um, Or, again, are they contemporary reviews? And then the audience scores you know are new, right, because uh, Rotten Tomatoes doesn't aggregate those. People log in. And put their score, and so you know it's gonna be heavily biased by nostalgia, right? Nobody's gonna come right. back or somebody will, but not a not a significant amount of people care to log into Rotten Tomatoes and blast a thirty year old movie um right and so and so who knows what those things i I was really mixed on this movie, um yeah. I I started watching it with some of my family because I'm in Bedford and they're here and they're like, oh, what's your movie? And I'm like, it's this. And they're like, I've never heard of that. Let's start it. And it, sure. if you have seen... I don't think it keeps up this intensity throughout the whole movie, but in the first five minutes, it's like Deadwood levels of profanity, right? It's... Oh, yeah, sure. Sea yeah. sucker this and MF or that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Non-stop with the kid, with the young you know young version of Eddie mm-hmm, Murphy mm-hmm. character and and it got it got vetoed within the first 5 minutes <laughs> for um, from your family from, I, w- I would i wa- would guess watching yeah watching with my family sure. and it, it,
1: it is definitely not a family friend no not even not yeah. even a little bit
0: and yeah. i uh what i don't know one of the things that stood out to me was um Della reese i think i sent you yeah. the the clip of uh of um, Tracy Morgan, Tracy Jordan, mm-hmm. which was his real name, whichever is, is, <laughs> is, is his real name and not the... Um, Morgan not, is his real name. Not the 30 Rock character. Uh, when Roma right. Downey hosted Saturday Night Live, uh, Tracy Morgan did a Della Reese impression, right? Because that was when Touched by an Angel was really big, right? That was oh, okay. Roma Downey's big show. Um, okay. And 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 that's the only thing I know that actress from, right is that kind of matronly angel character from that that series and so to see her in sure. this role was jarring, right It's like <laughs> if, uh, what's a good comparison to this? Well, it's like if the only Eddie Murphy you've seen is Shrek and Mulan. Right, you've seen him doing animated sure. voices, and then you try to watch his stand-up special, uh, Raw. I think, yeah, I think, I think totally I think different. <laughs> okay, okay, that's a little yeah. more extreme than this example, but but, but yeah, it's but it's yeah similar yeah. similar kind of thing. And and I don't I don't know. I didn't. I'm I'm pretty much middle of the road on this one. I didn't love it, but I also didn't hate it. Um, it was fine.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, I would agree with that. I think, I mean, I might've liked it a little bit. If you were 50, 50, I might be 60, 40. Sure. On it. Um, because I, I, because I, and I think it might be not necessarily nostalgia for the movie, but maybe nostalgia for the actors. Mm. Like, um, I, I enjoyed, um, uh, Richard Pryor, for example. Um, I enjoyed um, him and not, like I said, I've always, when I saw my son in like Superman three and the toy, um, a, a lot of those, just the intentional comedies. Um, it's the one where he was here. No evil. I, was, I was just no going to say no we evil. should
0: put, we should put here. No evil. See no evil. Cause I love Gene Wilder. Um, yeah.
1: yeah. So, so there there's, there's a, you know, I, I remember seeing him in those kind of things. Um, but, um, this was not that, you know, he, he was actually the the good kind of fatherly figure and stuff Yeah, more um, like, and, and again, I, those were those are straight
0: comedies where this had some stuff in it that I'm sure was funny at the time, or is still funny to somebody like Arsenio Hall's whole character. Right. Yeah. He's in the credits as Oh yeah, Arsenio
1: Hall he's Arsenio Hall's character was terrible. Like the whole that whole bit in there was I didn't under, he's, understand. He's
0: in the cast as crying man. Yeah. And I'm like yeah, is he he's upset because he thinks um uh I've already forgotten Eddie Murphy's character name, he had a funny name, small or short Quick. Um Quick, yeah. He thinks Quick killed his brother and he's upset about it, but he's like stage laughing or, or stage crying. His crying is so bad, and it's just nonstop. Like just every yeah. every line is delivered with this loud fake
1: crying, and I'm like, I think maybe this is supposed to be funny. Um, well, s- same thing with Smalls, like the guy that there was like the fake laughing. There was it, it came to the. Um the the gambling place early Mm -hmm. he was just like he was like the rival gangster or something was just fake laughing really bad yeah some of that was real bad some of those that guy that played uh jimmy smalls and Arsenio hall's character crying man felt like these are our our friends and we want to have in the show but we don't have a real part with them in the story so we're just gonna put them in there which that didn't i did not those were the worst by by far the worst parts of the show
0: a i'm sure there's a word for this but it's like a like a, like a trope character. Like they're not real fully fleshed out characters. They're just, they're, they're a bit like one gag, a bit, you're going to come on and you're going to always be crying and it'll be hilarious.
1: And it'll be hilarious, which, which it really wasn't. Yeah. It is the real thing. Um, and the, uh, yeah. So, so those, those parts were just absolutely terrible, but t- taking some of those things out, I'm taking all that stuff out actually, <laughs> cause you have to, um, and, and then it's, it's okay. the, Um, you know, it's at its thing at its core. It's a heist movie, which I like, you know, Mm -hmm. they're trying to get away with this thing at the end and then get away with it. Um, and, and then live happily ever after. And I, I'm always a sucker for a heist. Sure. Um, so, so to have, so to have those characters, um, in it was, you know, playing those roles, um, was, was a nice thing. And I also saw things like Red Fox. I watched, um, Sanford and son for years and he was always very jokey over the top. So anyway, it's it just the core comes down to these characters playing different characters than I was used to seeing. And I really enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still did. And, it, and I still like the stuff, but yes, a lot of that extra stuff was just in there. Almost needlessly, but they did a lot of that stuff back in the eighties the and nineties. Sure. That's know. true. Yeah. They, they just have a cameo come in for no reason. I, mean, I guess they still do it today, but it was real, you know, proliferated back then. Um, so anyway there's not really much more to say about this movie except it, it's, it's okay to watch who would I recommend it to you if you like any of the cast like if you're mm-hmm. fans of any of the cast members watch it because um, this is not them being, doing their dumb slapstick no, type stuff no it's not donkey stick. he's not playing donkey you know he's not playing uh, the toy you know and, and you can actually get an actual movie yes there's going to be so much uh, other uh, issues in there but um yeah so what do we got for you for, for next week? We had a, an interesting week, a little short week this week. Yeah, we have, because we're recording on Wednesday, we have a
0: short week. So I'm going to pick something that we've both already seen, but I have not seen maybe since I thought, saw it in the theater. I've probably seen it once since then. Um, but they covered it on Film Sack, and I was like, this would be a good one to revisit and see how it holds up. Some twenty years later, I'm talking about yeah, the yeah. Bourne Identity from 2002, the very first Matt Damon, uh, uh, Frank Patente, um, based on Robert Ludlum novel, Chris Cooper, right, all that stuff, right, Clive Owen.
1: Oh, yeah Ryan the Cox. the this is an interesting thing how this movie came across my thing it was on it was on the i missed it in the theater Hmm. type thing i just you know didn't i wasn't sure about it wasn't sure what it was um and then i had started college went back to college right um and i was at iu and they had i had discovered the library Hmm. that the library had a whole media library and i know this is standard now but they they definitely didn't have it always always back then right right where you could go and watch like modern movies a whole library of movies to check out yeah um and i u had a whole bunch of them a whole bunch of stuff right. and when i discovered that i was like oh just you know i'm a big movie file person It was like i'm going to this is also before when netflix when it was in its very I netflix i don't think netflix was out then like in 2002 um, um well if it, if it was it was just showing it was just the get the the disc it, disc, disc, on the disc only feeders. netflix streaming
0: netflix didn't start until like oh nine maybe oh eight but yeah in know two they were definitely right. going so, with uh with the discs with the with the DVds I saw this in the theater yeah. because it came out while I was still in college and had uh free movie mondays at the, at yeah. the local theater
1: um yeah they the the um it only has two screens the, the, so we're like that's something that yeah, people don't talk about a whole lot with it. technology transforming the world is that you know, that, that is a pretty big thing. Like, right now, you can watch darn near everything. And as of this year, or as of last year, you're starting to be able to watch brand new releases within two months. Like, at, you know, just, just pick it up and not have to hardly pay anything more. Yeah. Especially like Disney Plus and things like mm-hmm. that. HBO Max. They're just coming straight straight onto your TV. Um, so, you can watch darn near anything, anywhere at any time. Right. right? When you want it. You know, like I want to watch Born, I can watch it, right, at any point. It's not yeah. too difficult to get. Um, but back then, you couldn't. So I discovered this library of, you know, it was DVDs and, oh, yeah. and some VHS right. tapes. Library, right. Yeah. And and then I was like, oh, my gosh. And they had actual, like, players. Like, you could go watch TVs and put it in and watch it yourself. Mm. And so I had time in between passing periods. And I went and randomly picked a, picked a movie. And it, it happened to be the Born movie. And I watched, start, put my headphones on, and watched it that whole time. And I was fascinated. Like I didn't know what this movie was about. I didn't know anything about it. Mm. And I really, really enjoyed it. And I still, it has been like twenty some years, so I don't remember all of it for sure. Right. Um, just the the over, you know, overall idea of it. So this will be fun to watch again and actually now look at it as a because I've never watched it since then. Just watched that one time right. with headphones in the library. <laughs> um so and, and it, but but it was good. It's not like you know. I am a multi movie watcher, but I my rec- recollection of this is this is one of those you watch once because it's like a story thing, mm, right? Mm-hmm. And following along, but I don't know. Well, we'll and, and we'll, now they're watching And now there and have there been, been
0: all these sequels, so it's a little, it's a little different. Yeah. It was, I mean, it was a trilogy of books when they made the original three movies, and then I think Ludlum or whoever went back and wrote another book. Uh, after the the movies, the trilogy, you know, the three movies were so
1: uh, popular. But well, they did they did the um, they did the one with Hawkeye. Yeah, Jeremy. Jeremy Renner. Renner. Yeah, and it didn't get greatest reviews, but I remember it being pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he, the thing is, it wasn't Matt Damon, is what people right. were. It's like you know, it, it, w- the mistake they made was they should have just replaced. Um, this in the story replaced Matt Damon because he didn't want to do more at the time he didn't want, he was he was done with it yeah um, like they but they needed to do like they James Bond continue the character on change the actor right um, but yeah because you know the Bourne movies are pretty good yeah um, so anyway yeah cool that's that's that one so uh, moving on with the other things that we had let's we'll go back to the McFarlane thing you're right it would have flowed a little <laughs> better earlier well um,
0: we might talk about this for a while so it's good to get. Make sure we cover the movie before we run out of time.
1: <laughs> right, right. That, that was actually my goal there with that. Hmm. Um, okay, so the Orville New Horizons season three setup here is that it moved from um, Fox. It was Fox TV. Right. And then they, they moved it. Disney bought Fox and mm-hmm. they started, they they renewed them for the third season. Orville has had middling viewership enough to get them renewed, but not enough to be a lock every time right. every year. It's a, will they, will they, will they? Um, so moving us, st- you know, buying a whole studio and then deciding, you know, having a whole different studio to decide whether you're on the chopping block or not. It was terrifying, but Disney gave them another season, but told them we're going to shorten you uh, on episodes, but your length can stay the same and the budget stays the same. So, or maybe a little bit more. Um, Seems like they had a. Little and more they that so that gave them a whole different thing. And then they said you. Then they gave them the other shoe that dropped and said you're not going to be on TV anymore, which you have been. You're going to be on streaming, and you're going to be on not our main network. You're going to be on Hulu. Um, so which, that was a hard start. All of and then the pandemic hit. By the way, right in the middle of their, their... Yeah, their yeah.
0: It's a weird. Quarter. I I mean, I don't know. This There was a lot this, leading up to this, this branding, season. This branding has changed significantly because Disney is not... I mean, for a long time, Disney has been a massive company with a lot of uh, sub... We'll call them sub-brands. That's not the right word for it. Yeah. But, um, subsidiaries. Subsidiaries. And even just like uh, brands or or whatever that they use to um, uh, segregate or segregates a bad word to use for that. But um, (laughs) like it separates out their genres. it separates out their genres, right? Like their uh, their movie brand touchstone. I want to say was their like HBO Cinemax kind of movies, right? Where they're like, we're making this right. movie, but we're not going to put the Disney name on it because we want people to yeah. think of the Disney name, the brand, this
1: certain way. Yeah. And 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 companies have done this for years, like for for decades and decades, right? Like that they they want to make money off R-rated movies, so Miramax will make it, or right? You know, it, that's they, they own different kinds of companies that will sell. You know, Touchstone will put this out, Legendary will put this kind of thing out, yeah, or um, or
0: they'll buy. Um, Or, yeah, sometimes whole companies get bought, and they don't change. I mean, they probably change some internally, but they still do business as their own brand, right? Like, Blizzard was still Blizzard, even after they were owned by Activision. Um, Right. But, anyway, all of that to say, I feel like... And maybe they've moved now, so maybe I'm completely wrong about this. but But it feels to me like, at least when Disney finalize the acquisition of fox um the orville seems like something that goes on hulu it doesn't seem like something that goes on disney plus
1: i agree yeah i mean, and, and that's that's why they put it there right um now now that being said or we still haven't gotten to the actual show yet <laughs> um since since then um they have moved it to disney plus right. because disney plus is i believe modifying some of their that idea yeah. like I, I, I think the idea was that when they launched they 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 wanted all the people from the Disney Channel to come over. they wanted you know the the yeah. um, all the the Mickey Mouse people and the cartoons and the Hannah Montana Zach crowds that Cody they had they had and, yeah. from their yeah Zach all that stuff was they had guaranteed money with, right, yeah. like they have the high school musical, the musical, the show, the series, whatever mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff is just bread and butter money that they just will make forever, right, right? they don't want to lose that um but they can't the disney channel itself isn't enough to have to compete with netflix true right yeah uh, and they have plenty of of content that's not you know um uh fair princess and fairies right? right um so they start putting things like um Marvel movies on there which kind of you can but then there also Marvel has some things that push a little boundaries too that yeah, you don't I want mean, your the, like 8 year old watching. The MCU right?
0: films up until maybe Multiverse of Madness are all very like they're PG-13 but they're pretty PG. Nothing's PG anymore yeah. oh well nothing's right. G anymore because everything that was G is now PG but um, like None of the Marvel movies are rated R, right? And so you're like, well, okay, this can go on Disney Plus just because they're not going to have a third streaming service. I mean, maybe they own ESPN now or something, but um, like streaming, streaming. And I think maybe this is just my perception, but I kind of assume Hulu has a pretty bad reputation. Um, Yeah, it's been the crappy one for I don't know, fifteen years something agreed agreed so like some people have it but you're like oh i'm glad somebody's paying for this because i don't want to pay for this this is (laughs) right ads and everything
1: Um, yeah for for sure it's uh the thing is is that the disney knows that it can't i mean they're smart enough company. they have been doing this you know trying to find monopolies in everywhere they can for, for decades um is that um the um they they have to take they want to take they want to be as big as netflix if not bigger i mean of course disney's one of the biggest companies in the world why would they want to settle for third or fourth place or second even mm-hmm. um, so to do that you can't just be kids you can't have one demographic you just you just can't and not right. to mention their 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 movie properties are broad and big and then I think their first thought was to put it on Hulu. But just like you said, it's Hulu's not – they haven't changed Hulu, right? Yeah. They really haven't. Um, and not to mention Disney – one, Disney's not full 100% owner of Hulu, right? They're mm. like 60% or okay. something like that. Um, yeah. So, so, they, so, they, they, so they can't. I mean, can't.
0: if anything, the news that I'm hearing is that they're going to be changing Disney Plus to be a little more like Hulu.
1: Yeah, that's that's kind of what I, what I was saying here. N- not necessarily the subscription models and everything. They are giving some options with that one, but um, w- what they're what they're doing is that they they first off this happened a couple months ago. They put a, a, an ability to password lock your account. So when you lo- log in, uh, you can if you have like an a, 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 the ability to watch uh, grown up movies. I almost said adult, but grown up movies like rated R movies. And you say that you're over there you have to you it made you put a password on your account you can turn that off but by default when you log in it said hey you're uh, approved for mature audiences would you like to put a, a password on your account right um, w- which immediately allows them to put things like Deadpool on there and which is completely inappropriate for an eight year old right and it's- it's, and, and, but but still be on the disney plus platform to yeah, watch it Pro,
0: uh, amazon prime and netflix both already do this right uh yeah Pro, exactly Pro, disney did not amazon prime uses the passcode model which you know flags mm-hmm. certain things as as mature only and or you know they have uh uh titles in their catalog are flagged based on rating and in order to play one right. of those you have to have a code. And then on Netflix they have the idea of profiles. I don't know I assume that there's something keeping kids from using any profile. I don't know if you could put a code on it or something. I've never had any need for that on my Netflix account, right. but um you know, if you're on a kids profile, uh you're only going to see kid shows on on netflix yeah. even just browsing like you won't even see the others it's like you know in a video store
1: Although well, that's, yeah. that's a bad example but you know what i mean right yeah no no and and that's that that was the thing that the the big change that made it where um when you're watching now disney plus you're no longer it's no longer just mickey mouse and friends right, right? like it's it was very clear that they're going to allow these things and since then okay so now we're coming back to the orville since then, they've put. They have been very free with pulling all of their old Fox content and all of their big movies and putting them on Disney Plus, and not just feeding them to Hulu. The weird part about it is that they're they're getting closer and closer. And Disney is, while Disney is a, a majority s- stock owner of Hulu, they're they're no longer trying to. They're not trying to steal Hulu's stuff. They're just not they're also putting it on Disney plus. Right. Like if something drops on, there's not just a Hulu exclusives I haven't seen right mm-hmm. They're If they're going to, if they're going to Hulu, they're also going to go to Disney plus too. Um, so you can have, so Hulu is basically most of the adult content on Disney plus plus random other studios. Yeah. Right. And TV and stuff. It's always been TV. So, so they, now they have the Orville and it's it's this supposed to be mature type thought, you know, process. And McFarland has always been a huge Star Trek fan, uh, wanted it to, to be like Star Trek, mm-hmm. um, and is now really sinking hardcore into it with this next season and decided to find, not just find a footing, but declare a footing of what his show is, is like. Yeah. Right. And that brings us to New Horizons, which did not, which did not, um, Shy away from its very first episode, tackling like things like suicide mm-hmm. in the very first episode, um, and then being very heavy on almost every episode forward.
0: Yeah, and yeah. all the way to all the way to the Let's, end. Um, so we've talked about this a couple times throughout the season as the episodes have have come out, and we were pretty uh, middling in our in our reactions and our impressions of the sure, first... Sure, sure. I, I agree with that. First four or five episodes out of mm-hmm. nine, I want to say. Um, and it really started to pick up steam in the back half when they, when they switched. Uh, I'll say it this way, and this won't mean anything if you're not a Star Trek fan, but if you're not a Star Trek fan, I think you're going to have a hard time enjoying the or- Orville anyway. Um, it's like <laughs> watching Austin Powers if you've never seen a James Bond movie um right but the first half of the season was like the most um maybe the most moralizing episodes of the next generation
1: yeah it was like season six or seven or season five or six of next generation four four or five every episode something about that
0: somewhere around season four or five next generation got really really good but there were there were some sprinkled here and there that were just like we're gonna we're gonna give you this message and then the back half of the season really turned into uh like deep space nine ongoing story um kind of stuff with a lot of political intrigue and and uh betrayal kind of stuff um yeah let's hit the bell so we can talk about uh spoilers all right, we're going to talk about episodes in season three of the Orville. So if you've not seen that yet and you don't want to get spoiled on the on the stories and the outcomes, uh, uh, skip ahead.
1: And also, well, I don't think we'll talk a whole lot about the first three episodes because we kind of covered those earlier. If you want to go back to those. Yeah, and, that's fair. And watch that stuff. um So I think it was around episode four, maybe. I think it started to take a turn for me. Um, I was kind of distraught and you can go back and listen to the show when we talked about it with, you know, I liked what they were doing. They're very lighthearted and fun, but they had Star Trek and it was just adventure and and we were, and now they're getting real serious and preachy. Um, And then I think season four is where or episode four, I can't remember exactly what it is, but it feels like that way when I really started liking a lot of it and I, and now, even in hindsight, now it's been done for several weeks since I watched it. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't put my finger on it, but maybe it's just that I liked all of the characters even more, and the stories were pretty compelling. Some of them were really top-notch, like any of the things with Gordon, mm-hmm. or, which he feels like he's the slapstick comedy jokester person, kind and of, he has yeah. some of the best episodes. And when you, I think maybe that's some of the things. Is when you take a character that's just a... A, a jokey extra little thing, and then you give them a real heartfelt important thing. It makes that character a hundred times better, mm, I think. Sure. Um, and same thing could be with Isaac, an example, you know, Isaac could just be a, a data robot clone type thing. Mm-hmm. And then they give him a very important story. Um, and they started with Claire, the season with Claire, and then they move on to the Moklins, right. focusing a lot of them. I think Kelly has Topa. a huge role in this season. Mm-hmm. Um, she's, she's like front and center as a leader instead of just Mercer being it the whole time, um, which, was, which was kind That's of cool true. That's true. That's true. There's a
0: lot of, I mean, I'm sure that people who are closer to these kinds of issues than, than we are, at least than I am, um, will have uh, plenty of criticism of their handling of the Topa story um sure but i think it's it's smart to um have kelly as the sort of driving outside uh um protagonist like like driving the action mm-hmm. of that story rather than uh ed rather than Seth mcfarland right yeah i agree um I, I thought most of that was handled well. I mean, I think once they hit that point, uh, it felt to me, rather than a Next Generation episode, more like, and I love Next Generation, it's not smirching them, but a lot of their... Of course, of course. Um, you know, moralizing stuff just doesn't land, especially now, 30 years later. Um, mm-hmm. The uh, The episode of Next Generation, or Next Generation, I said the episode of deep space nine i always talk about with the trill with dax and her former spouse from a former host symbiote thing Mm -hmm. um where they're saying something you know it's a it's an allegory they're they're giving us a message about real world um prejudices uh but using the sci-fi world prejudices as a as a an analogy as an analog yeah yeah um yeah and i think that's what they're doing with the topa story like it's you know it's uh it's you know it's hidden not really hidden but it's veiled behind this this mask of the of the moklin culture and all that and then they do this um again one of the weaker episodes of the season where they have the female um the Female centric oh, culture, yeah.
1: um, right, yeah. That, yeah, that was one of the weaker I, I figured it'd be stronger because she's such a good actress, but that was a weak episode, right? yeah, yeah. It's it's very it's the Dolly Parton episode for those who are
0: wondering, um, not that one, um, not that one, no. When th- there's a like isolated race, a uh, planet that that is not part of the union because they're they won't, oh, accept male I remember that, yeah, okay, yeah, right, and you're like, this okay, is, yes, this sure. is weird. The Dolly Parton episode uh, was fine. I didn't hate it. Yeah. I thought the Dolly Parton thing was kind of strange. Um,
1: it, it was just a it was a way to move Mcklin off of the union. That that episode was sure. a, a vehicle to move them away from the union, mm-hmm. um, which had to involve the female Mcklins because that's kind of it was an important thing. Right. It, it it was important to the overall story. Just I think by itself was just fine. Yeah. Um, I, I will, I will come out and say that for me, the Topaz stuff was amazing. Um, I was real. I mean, and I know that's subjective to, to, to everybody, but um, for a, a a sci-fi show, it did, it did. And I, I hate comparing it to now. I don't want to always compare it to, to next generation um, because it does after this season, I think it starts to stand on its own. But something that The Next Generation really did was exactly what you just mentioned, the allegories between sci-fi, futuristic world, and then today without saying that for sure, right? And this did a good job of that, I thought, the way they did it. Um, so I was happy with that whole process. Uh, as controversial as it could have been, at least it came out and said a thing. I mean, um, that's,
0: that's sci-fi and fantasy at its best, right? And I've said that before. I, I, yeah, I like, agree.
1: I agree with that. Yeah.
0: The, the whole... not not the whole reason but a a big part of the reason i mean people read sci-fi and fantasy because they want to escape from the real world but people writing want to still be writing truth and right and writing um truth in ways that you maybe can't without these analogs without these veils if you're like, "Oh, this is this," and sometimes it's played for co- laughs for comedy, and sometimes it's to you know try and get a message across and and that's the getting the message across is a is a negative a derogatory way to say that because we often complain about that right? If it's done poorly, yeah
1: sure right. then
0: it's you know all the words we use preachy, heavy handed condescending Mm -hmm. sophomoric um right sophomores a little bit of a different thing but um but when it's handled deftly and a lot of this comes down to the viewer right like i i had episodes of next generation that i watched in my late teens early 20s that i was like this is stupid this is the dumbest thing i reject this entirely and then (laughs) you know with with an with another decade or so of, of life experience I watch it again and I'm like you know what I see what they're trying to do here and I'm not I'm not as uh, uh, close-minded and prejudiced to reject it out of hand um, yeah and so yeah, I, you I, know again it's yeah. it's a lot of that is really is really subjective but um, I uh, enjoyed seems like the wrong word to use for this I appreciated <laughs> Um, the Topa story to me, it felt like it was handled well i don 't have any personal like uh uh skin in that game as far as the issues mm-hmm. being addressed there of of identity and and gender and and those things but um again, it felt like you know definitely not perfect. I would not say that that this show ever um has handled anything perfectly like it 's doing a weird mix of um you know, the star Trek premise, right. Of a utopian future. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with, you know, Seth Macfarlane and his buddies in the, in the writer's room. So it's still like some of it is good
1: and some of it's a little too jokey. Um, you know, you, yeah, you know, you know, something I like when you said yeah. that, that you perfect utopia is I like, that's a good phrase. I think star Trek is what, what we consider a perfect utopia. We start there and then we go forward. Right. Um, this world feels like the union is not a perfect utopia, but is trying to get there. Mm. Right. It's, it's like they, they have a, they have a good, we're, we're, we're close to where Star Trek, the Star Trek universe, the federation, um, is when we start in the next generation. Right. But we're not there yet, especially with this, what's going to clearly be some kind of a civil war that happens. Right. Yeah. Um, well, I already has, I guess the mocklins and the, the other guys ca- are coming in and, um, so they're, they're trying to become like the Federation type stuff, which, which is great and positive. Speaking of that, we, we, we mentioned Kelly. I think one of the coolest episodes and could have been terrible was Kelly describing the, the, the prime, director. prime directive like there at the end. The, the, whole, the whole show was almost that, right? And yeah. she had a huge exposition t- moment. But it was just, it was well acted. It was well directed shot like they would move from set to set and scene to scene and place to place they talk to different people discussing it and they really went into length about what is what we know is the, the prime directive yeah um and i thought that was really cool and i know that it's been a core part of star trek forever and they've talked about it to death but they've never truly spent one episode and just delved into it with explanations and why and and the why nots and the stuff like that, like they did in that episode. And I I really appreciated that. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and it became, it became a sort of message of hope
0: that is a little, Mm -hmm. um, surprising. I mean, my, I was talking about sci-fi with one of my coworkers and he made the observation. I don't think this is completely true, but, uh, he made the observation that star Trek is, like the only sci fi where that massive technological change led to utopia. Right? Like it's yeah. usually mm-hmm. Skynet or, you know, the Fireflies oh, yeah. Federation or um uh you know the Matrix, right? It's it's <laughs> yeah. it's usually it usually leads to some kind of dystopia. Where um Gene Roddenberry's vision was yeah the dystopia happens but we get past that and then and you know maybe i don't know how he envisioned first contact stuff when he first started out i'm sure it was just like enough time goes by and we work out our differences and have a one earth government and go out and um and explore the stars um and i said when we watched uh whatever season 2 and 3 of um especially 2 and the and the short treks in between uh discovery star trek discovery um that as i get older i appreciate more and more the stories of first contact right because of mm-hmm. the because of the hope because of the optimism like i tend to be uh, somewhere. That's why that
1: short track was one of your favorites, yeah, right? Some, with uh,
0: Saru, yeah, with Saru. I I tend to be somewhere, you know, between a cynic and a realist. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, I love that idea, and then this, um, this Orville episode, which is almost like an epilogue, right after they. Uh, killed my favorite new character in in strange. Are you talking about the the, in the, the last one fa- fashion? Yeah, the last one where the, they they bring this girl and she's from the Reddit planet, which was season one, I think. Mm-hmm. And Kelly explains it all to her, and she tries to understand. And then you you think about things. You're like, oh, what is like Kelly says this is the hardest thing for people to understand. Like, how does society work? how does society function when people don't have to work? Right. When you separate, when you separate people's identity and their survival from their work, uh, from, well, you separate people's identity from their survival, right? Like survival is, is here. It's provided because you, you know,
1: nobody needs to work anymore. Well, now what does society look like? Um, and and she even says that the other girl says, didn't everybody just sit on the couch and watch TV? Right. Right. But Kelly responds wonderfully with it. Right. She yeah. Said, sure. Some people. Right. But you know, the, the, currency shifts in, in the way she described that. And, and yeah. I, I just loved, I just loved the fact that these are kind of things that obviously Star Trek nerds have talked in forums forever about and go round and round. Right. But this is straight up says, this is what happened in our world. And this is how this, this universe has changed and why it, you know the currency is now relationships between people and and helping society and the people who help more have more of that social currency right so you that it's no longer working for money to survive it's working for this kind of respect and admiration and like that was like you said hope i, I you have said that a couple of times and it's just straight on with the orville here' it's, it's just spouting that issue of hope that you know star trek always had we always had we we've kind of jokingly said in the middle of the season that like oh this would be fine if we didn't have strange new worlds right strange new worlds was feeding our our everything we wanted mm-hmm. for trek but i had said after i got in watching this the series it was like you know what i'm okay with two really good sci-fi mo- shows like this i they're not neither of them felt exhaustive where i was so tired and glad it's been over and like that's enough i i made it right, through right right and
0: you and know. it helps it helps that orville season three stuck the landing um yeah but mm-hmm. i
1: think w- both times like y- the both last two episodes yeah
0: giving given the the season in its entirety um i mean this is unfair for me to say because i i didn't finish uh season four of discovery um but it's it's definitely better than season three of Discovery or either season of Picard. Easily better than yeah. season two of Picard. Maybe yes. m- season one of Picard wasn't as bad, but yes, um, yeah,
1: I agree. Yeah, this this one was definitely better than all of them. This, this, this sits there with. I th- I still think it sits below Strange New Worlds. I, 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 I agree. if they if we're, we're Strange New Worlds is ph- phenomenal and um, deserves its crown for the last five years, I'd say for TV, uh, sci-fi. Um, but the, um, this Orville new horizons is, is, uh, you know, close, which brings us to like the future of it. Right. Again, mm. it's like, it's always been, it's not a lock. They didn't auto renew it. Some shows they, before it even gets the, fir- the first or second week of it dropping, they'll renew it for, for shows for second and third seasons. Right. right. Uh, and this one is again put out and done. And then they've not heard back anything. Um, obviously it felt like that last, like you said, the last one was written kind of an, as an epilogue, mm-hmm. but it wasn't written like it could be, it could end the series. Right. Yep. Um, but it definitely doesn't have to, there's a whole bunch of other things that were kind of left open. I'd say uh Mercer's daughter, for example. Right. Right. Um, what what happens to the Mocklins and 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 all that stuff? Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there's 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 still a lot to be said there that can can continue on, and uh, McFarlane really wrote it well. I think I think him and his team just did great writing, you know, for this. So I don't know. I hope obviously it's I think it's gained a lot more credit this season. Has been super high rated, like just everyone is just you know through the roof type stuff. Braving, yeah. Um. And it's it's that what you know if you've not seen the Orville you should watch it whereas before it was always if you've not seen the Orville it's a little different and you got to kind of watch it and you'll get used to it there's a lot of caveats to mm-hmm. it well I right? mean now, now it's, it's like go watch I mean watch
0: literally it. everybody I think I think our buddy Fox came to the party late but you and I and and Chris all watched it around within the span of a couple months and we're mm-hmm. like uh I. I think I like this, but I'm not sure what it is. Yeah, right? right, and like you know, the more the more time goes up. But I'll tell you what they need to do if they get a fourth season. And I and I think you're gonna you're gonna know you're gonna you're gonna mm-hmm. predict what I'm about to say here. Somebody has invented a Genesis device. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah. And they got. You a, want Charlie back? Is they, that what you wanted? So. They got a. <laughs> uh, uh, the Orville three, the search for Charlie. Uh, search
1: for Charlie. Just call it. Just call it Charlie three. Charlie three. Spock three. That's a callback. All right. Oh, uh, I, I, I tell you, and we've talked about this off air. Um, when I watched it before you, that that episode where Charlie, yeah. All right, if you're not spoilers now, you should be. Where Charlie dies, uh, and I knew I, I was. I didn't touch my phone at that time like I looked at it and was like, I'm not touching you because I didn't know how you were going to react. it was either going to be it was either going to be like, this is really great, which I thought like they gave her it was a great ending she if a character can end that's how you end and then they gave, her, gave them the the funeral gave her the funeral and the, the way it was set that was just the I thought the best way but you never know with characters that are your favorite right, right. They, you could just set you off and, and not just you but anyone just set you off and be like I'm I'm done with this. That was the the thing that kept me going. Um so I was just waiting and, and I didn't say anything and let you take your <laughs> time. To it. And then thankfully you came back with like, "Oh, I hated it, but I'm so glad that, you know, uh it felt that you were pretty happy with how they they ended that." Yeah, I mean,
0: uh this is going to uh, sound sound mean. Um a lot of her acting was just okay.
1: Oh, I hundred percent agree. Um
0: yeah. I mean, she was good in that finale, but a lot of you know, her perform I mean, that first episode with the suicide thing, like she comes in, you know, barrels loaded, uh uh with Isaac and it's just uh it's not quite and then and then any of the episodes where she gets a lot of a lot of time, I'm like okay, this young woman is very, very attractive and mm-hmm. Her it's it's either the writing or her acting, I don't know which it is. Because this show, you know, you complimented the writing and a lot of it is good, but a lot of it is also just okay or pretty middling. Yeah, um, yeah sure. And so so I don't know which it is, but of you know, of course I would like to see her come back. I don't think that she's yeah. necessarily a um big enough character, you know, she's not Spock. Uh, no.
1: And, and it, it almost like kind of would ruin the thing. I mean, one, one thing it does to you is it gives us, I mean, having a character like that, who she was a main character to think, thing, uh, die, gives us a sense that not everyone's safe. Yeah, I mean, you, you always true. have the plot armor. There was no one on the next generation that was going to die. Tasha died. Granted, that was Tasha died. Thing. And,
0: and Orville had the same thing with, um, uh, uh, Kiali. No, not Kiali. That's yeah, the right. one. What's the, what's the, is that her name? I don't know. The first Zelayin, Halson Sage, Halston yeah, Sage, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah.
1: But she came back on this one, which was a, a, a nice little. She, fun made, thing she makes a cameo
0: her... in the finale there, but yeah, um, that, that, that was interesting that they did that. I mean, just like again, just like Tasha comes back as a Romulan or whatever in uh, in Next Generation, which is funny, right? A funny sort um, of thing,
1: but yeah. They, so so they, they they did that, and and that was fine. I feel bad um, for Gordon. He he. he I f- I always feel bad for Gordon. You're, you always feel bad for Gordon. He's um, the
0: uh, he's he's the O'Brien of this of this shit.
1: The the O'Brien. Yeah. It, what's worse is that he did, like in the times that he's done it, he didn't know that he was like especially this one because of the time travel thing. He's like, oh, I'm fine. Everything's good. Which by the way, that was pretty good acting. I know it's silly, but. The fact that he had to act as this character and know all this stuff about and really get into that part of caring for the family and caring for people and caring for things, and then in the next scene be like, "Oh yeah, I'm fine, cool, let's move on," type thing, you know? That's yeah. That, that took a that took a bit. Um. So yeah, that was, his his episode on this one, this season was was great. Um. So so yeah, it just it's a it's a good season to watch. It's one that I would I probably watch again. Um. Can't say. All the orville are like that, but that—that's one that I'll, that I'll watch. And I then they—they they wrap it up with I wouldn't the watch wedding. All the episodes again, but I would watch some. I, I agree. I would agree. I would agree. Uh, they, they end up with the wedding, which I was really happy with. I actually really enjoyed. Um, I couldn't stand. Um, what's the Mckellen husband of uh, the commander? What, what's it? Um, um, how am I drawing a blank on this? I know, right? Uh, Oh, my gosh. I can't even think of either of their names right now. Clyden. 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 Clyden is the one that that I couldn't stand him. Clyden and Bordis. Just couldn't stand him. Yeah. Bordis. Love Bordis.
0: I don't don't know when they gave us the reveal uh, that he was also born female. It sort of Mm -hmm. um, doesn't justify, but at least explains his intense prejudice. Right.
1: Right. But yeah, they yeah. did an episode with him. Him explaining that, saying that, like he's he's written, that was a that's a pretty key episode. He's written pretty villainous. Yes, right. And and in that, if you didn't see that one episode about him having that, you know, being born female, I think it just makes him evil. They right yeah. This one it they, makes him understandable. They explain but still it bad.
0: He he has a conversation with Bordis that where it's to
1: remind us the of that case but um right it still is yeah yeah he, he's still he's still a villain um so i, like I said i never really cared for him um mm-hmm. and um when he comes back and you know apologizes to topa and, and has that whole like redemption kind of scene or whatever um sees the light after mm-hmm. topa almost dies um since then, after that thing, Clyden was phenomenal, was so good. Every time he's on the screen, he anything he said was wonderful. Mm. Like he, at the end of that, even that episode, he comes in and he invites the commander, Kelly, to come in and to, to eat dinner with them and is the, right. the, the, the one that brings bridges them back together. And then all the rest of the episodes later, he's so supportive of Bordus. He's like a super supportive husband. Um my 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 line that i just i laughed like for 20 minutes was when uh bordis is on stage doing elvis and he walks out on stage and clyden just stands up and starts clapping like a madman saying <laughs> hooray for you hooray for you <laughs> <Just> <laughs> and then bordis looks at and says stop it clyden is <laughs> this okay yeah that was fun. oh i loved it i loved it so much and he's and every time bordis does something else he, clyden is just like hooray for you like, I, I love it uh, because before i always you always wonder why is bordis with clyden he's just a jerk you know yeah, they seem don't understand that
0: different yeah
1: yeah so th- this this was makes made it a lot more sense so anyway re- i really like that stuff um if, you know, you and I could talk forever about stuff, but we are, we are on there or Orville new horizons thumbs up. I do hope that they have a fourth season. Um, because I think that if they can do what they've done with this season and continue on that trajectory, that's, that's pretty, that's a pretty big thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I don't even know. I'm sure McFarlane McFarlane has, has, uh, I've, you can hear things about him on TikTok and, um, uh, Adrian Polacki, the, guy, the person place, Kelly, mm-hmm. is, has a big active TikTok, and she talks about um, the Orville all the time. Like, it's just right. everything's the Orville on there. Um, and and there's just, you know, people are interacting with her and the Orville and such like that. So um, you can tell that they really, really do enjoy this stuff, and they're excited, and fans, you can see them when they, they come out on the Comic-Con and talk like that, too, that they're just there's big fans doing this kind of sci-fi stuff and Seth MacFarlane is a lifetime Trekkie and right, clearly, it's, it's, he, he has, he's he been his interview talking about how like I've done so many goofy fun funny things and I can still do it and I'll always do that kind of stuff but um, you know t- to be able to express my next generation Trekness and those favorite things that I liked about Trek in a show is like his favorite thing to do in the whole wide world um, sure. Like a dream come true is what he said. So I, I think that's pretty great to th- hear from somebody. If I had a season four coming out, so I, like, I yeah. like that. Cool man. Lots of stuff we had tonight. So we got next week. We've got to watch. Um, we're gonna have. Oh wait, is next week? Or no, it's not next week. Pretty soon we're gonna have some special guests on. Um, that's yeah, not next week yeah. though. Hope, right. Hopefully, um, week so, after. Tune in for to next, for next yeah. week for some some pretty good news. Yeah, tune in next week for some good news we'll have um, coming up. <laughs> I, I just that was a little teaser teaser that I have here. C- come in next week, we've got some fun news for the show. Um, and then uh, come back and, and watch this week. Watch the Born, Born Identity. Um, that's mm-hmm. fun. If you haven't seen it, you should watch that one anyway. I think. Um, yeah, don't don't read anything about it. <laughs> it's got full spoilers.
0: Yeah, if you, if you don't already know what that movie is about, uh, try to try it's to go got, into yeah. it fresh.
1: Spoilerific.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, you've been listening to The Front Porches, episode 260, 260. Thanks, as always, to our friends at Thanks. LRM Online. You can Check them out. Our buddy, Fox, has reviews on all the things there. Uh, if you enjoy the show please consider subscribing on the podcatcher of your choice while you're there if you leave us a review we always appreciate that it helps us out a lot if you go to our website frontporchpodcast.com there are contact forms there where you can reach out to us tell us your favorite movie in the Born saga uh, or if you're old school and want to just straight up email us you can do that as well our address is frontporchpod at gmail.com i think i said all the things except backwards that was not my plan <laughs>
1: be a little dyslexic there for you yeah yeah uh
0: as always thanks so much for joining us until next
1: time i'm dennis and i'm michael for the front porch Night everybody Let's see you next time